most successful people are not chasing around for the next personal development program. They're not. They are focused in, in exactly where they're wanting to go. It's the focus. Abundance is an inside job and your intuition is the key to unlocking it all. Hello and welcome, I'm Rebecca Davison, founder of the Intuitive Life Academy, the leading place to develop your intuitive and psychic gifts. As an ascension guide and light leader, I'm committed to bringing you all the latest tools, developments and the neuroscience available when it comes to the art of effortless manifestation. This show is for light workers and for those who identify that your intuition is your greatest guide to bring you happiness, expansion and money. With my corporate banking background, you'll receive practical advice along with all the energetic tools that you can apply in your life today. So if this resonates with you, let's jump into the world of abundance and learn what it takes to experience true freedom. Hello and welcome everybody. This is Rebecca Davison, the host of the Intuitive Abundance podcast. Welcome, welcome. I'm thrilled today to have Jane Bryson with me. Welcome, Jane. Hello, welcome. Yeah, Yeah, so let me just introduce you, Jane, because you're actually a naturopath, yes, and you've got a Bachelor of Health Sciences and you've got a long list of things that you have accomplished. You've also accomplished studying nutrition, herbal medicine, neuro-linguistic programming, hypnotherapy, and you're a mindset coach, and you've been in practice for 17 years. For those who are listening, I came across Jane on Instagram. I was just having a flick through one day, and I saw your beautiful you know, your, what do they call it these days, your handle. And I was just like, wow, I just love the energy that was radiating off your page and just noticed a few things that you were saying and felt like we had a lot in common. Looked at your website, which is igniteyourhappiness.com and noticed that we have a lot of things in common in terms of approach to doing this work of raising consciousness. So I'm thrilled to have you here on the show, Jane. Thanks for being here. And um, yeah, I'd love to. And you're based in... Brisbane is that Brisbane. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Brisbane. Yeah. Wonderful. So, yeah, I've been here for many years. I love Brisbane. It's very yeah. sunny and yeah, it's good yeah. to live. So mm. yeah, not too far from us down over here, down under. But Jane, that's a huge, you know, wealth of study. And it's interesting, obviously, that you've done a lot of work in regards to the physical body and health, etc. But let's talk about how you bridge that to becoming mindset coach and working with people in terms of abundance can you come give us a little bit of background in regards to how that unfolded for you sure it was really a my in my own transformation so I started first with nursing Mm -hmm. and then what happened was my mother actually said to me Jane you should be a naturopath (laughs) and I said oh okay mum and that was like you know 20 years ago and so I followed her guidance, really. I thought that's really interesting. So I started with aromatherapy Mm -hmm. and I'd prior prior to that, I'd done a lot of meditation. And what I was really looking for is I knew that there was more to life than what I knew at that particular point. 
And I started really going into, I was very open. I was raised in a family that didn't have any religion. And my father would invite different types of religion into our home. And it was under the premise that he would, you know, be open. We would be open with all the different religions. And that when we were at a particular age, that we could then choose what religion we wanted. So every time when the Mormons knocked on the door, the Jehovah's knocked on the door, whoever knocked on the door, my father would say, come in, come in. And the whole family would sit around the table and we would have a discussion on their religion. And so I was sort of drawn to different ways of being. And of course, I then decided to do a five-year health science degree to be a naturopath. And I've studied in Germany with many wow. uh, you know, doctors over there that they do a little bit different in regards to their medical system. They do at least two more years extra, which is in nutrition and also herbal medicine in homeopathy. So it's very, very different to the medical Western doctors, so to speak, like in Australia and America. So I then decided to open a clinic and I did that. And I've written a book about that, uh, how to build your ideal practice. And I went from no patients to having hundreds and hundreds every single month in the middle of nowhere with no referral, with no social media, should I say, no referrals from social media. I was not on social media. It was just all referral based. Now, when I was in clinical practice and I would be talking about nutrition, and this is just one example that really I started looking into the energetics and mindset is that I noticed that I would be assisting people with chronic diseases. So I would have people with cancer, majority were cancer because they had gone to their, to their you know, doctors and there was nothing more for them to do. So then they would then seek out alternate, we were called alternate medicine. And so I noticed just in my noticing that I would have someone on a paleo diet with cancer and I would also have someone on a vegan diet with cancer. Both were very, very drawn to those types of diets and they would both survive and be great. And so what I found was a lot of it was to do with mindset. And I find with a lot of chronic diseases that you can be a really good host for certain diseases in the body, viruses, bacteria, and fungals, etc. And if you are a good host, your body is acidic. And how you get the acidity is food and, of course, air and water, but also mindset. And that has a huge, big deal to do with it. So then I started to go a little bit further. And then I thought, well, okay, what else can I learn in regards to mindset? So I started studying a lot of other practitioners around the world. And at that particular point, when I, I was many years in clinical practice and I went through a divorce. Now, during that divorce time, it was fairly traumatic for me. And what happened was that's when at that particular point, I thought, oh, there's something wrong with me. I'm broken. I need fixing. There's something wrong with me. And I took it very personally. I thought, oh, you know, why couldn't I hold the marriage together? Why couldn't I have been a good wife? Why couldn't I have done that? And I blamed everything on myself and I took it really, really personally. So I went around the world to seek trying to fix me. 
myself. <laughs> and so I flew to Sedona, Arizona, and I did the Sedona method, which was letting go. And I found that was great for a short period of time. And then I did the oneness program in India. I lived in India for about three months. And again, that was okay for a certain amount of time. And I always thought that it was something to do with myself, that there was something I needed. There was something I was missing. There was some words I was missing. There was something I wasn't doing. There was something. Although all the way through that, I did feel that I had a very strong connection to a higher source energy. And I knew that because when I was in clinical practice, I would be treating people with bioresonance therapy, which is a frequency therapy. And I could pick up certain frequencies like a bacteria, virus, a cancer, they all have a particular frequency within the body. So I was trained in Germany to be a bioresonance therapist. So I could actually detect certain systems and organs in the body, which were failing. And so if someone came in and said, hey, you know, I have a sore knee, I wouldn't actually be going directly to the sore knee. I'd be looking at other organs that may, may have a domino effect of why the sore knee is, is happening. And that's probably one of the major differences between a medical doctor and a naturopathic doctor is that we look really at the whole body. So all the way through this, this was all adding to all of my qualifications and all of my knowingness. And so after I also done, you know, all of Joe Dispenza, I've done, I flew to Hollywood and I did Christy Mary Sheldon. I did uh, Chris Duncan. I've, you know, digital marketing. I've done an array of things and always just looking for that magic pill, that one thing, maybe if I go to that one more retreat, or maybe if I buy one more time into a program, maybe, or maybe I need to go to that person because she seems to have it all together. And this is very much on a personal level. And so I've done numerous courses. And so what I found is that you can't, and this is part of what I teach now, is that you, you can't take things, things personally because when you actually have a look at the whole world is that you can actually see that 50% of people end up in divorce. You can also see that in the health industry, there's, I believe there's probably a high 90% of people that are not well. And I also believe that, you know, most of the world is actually in debt. So if I'm going to be taking that on personally, then it's actually the structure that I'm living in, which is wrong. It's very broken. It's not myself that's broken. It's actually the, the, the structure that I'm living in. And so as I'm searching the world <laughs> for something to fix myself, I realize that it's not a personal thing. It's not personal. It's the structure that we're living in. So you know, we're born with love. That's all we're born with is just love. And everything else from that point is really created around fear. We learn it. We're programmed with fear all the way through our lives. And that's just a programming. You could probably call it brainwashing perhaps in a way, but you're not really, you don't really understand it as that. It's just, you believe that that's actually you. So everything that happens to you, you think, oh, it's me. It's me personally. And so what happens is when people are 
moving towards their desired reality of what they're calling in. And this is part of the law of the traction. You know, they write down all their affirmations and they write all their vision boards and they write down copious amounts of notes of exactly where they want to go. And that's their desired reality. But unfortunately, in that desired reality, you have a, a different identity of yourself that you see. So as we're living in our current reality, all of our emotions are all entwined and all our beliefs are all entwined in that current reality. We also have an identity of ourselves in that particular identity too. So there's either three things that can happen in that is that one, as you're in your current reality, you're moving towards your desired reality and you'll get pulled back because you're stuck. You have so many different desired realities of what you would like. One week you want to have a partner, the next week you don't. One week you want to move to the country and the next week you want to, you know, go at the beach. And maybe one week you think, oh, I want to, I want to be a millionaire. And the next week you go, oh, no, actually I don't. I just, I just want to live in a little hut on the beach with my surfboard, whatever it might be. So what happens is we become very, very stuck in that structure. And there's no, there's no movement in that. There's a structure is also a, a rocking chair. You know, a rocking chair is made of wood, but it's, it's, uh, it can only go so far, you're, you're stuck. So that's, you know, a big reason why people can't move forward because they're so stuck in that structure. The second part is oscillating. You're moving towards that desired reality. And then what happens is, you're not quite there at that new identity because the person in the, the desired reality may be a millionaire, maybe beautiful clothes, big house, flourishing business, whatever it is. You don't believe that that's actually you. And it's like the old saying, if you've got to be it before you see it. And I know Napoleon Hill said that. It's about imagining it in our minds before we get it. And we miss that part. We miss it big time. And we miss the, the feelings of being in that desired reality. So as we're moving towards that, we get pulled back into our old identity, all of our old beliefs. But here's the thing. I don't believe we need to change our beliefs. I believe we need to change the resistance that is actually stopping us from moving to that desired reality because we get keep getting pulled back. And of course, the third part is we're moving in the, the ease and flow. And I know Esther Hicks would say, you know, moving in the path of least resistance. Well, what does that mean? Living in this human, you know, existence. How can we do that? How can we move in the path of least resistance? And before in time, I go, that is just ridiculous. How can you do that when you've got all these other things externally coming in? But here's the thing. We are a predominant creative force in this life, which means that we have our own reality that we're creating but we also have other people's realities and they're living out all their realities as they're they're coming in and they might be creating something for us but here's the thing moving towards that path of least resistance you can actually learn to grow into that new identity of yourself that new desired reality by bringing in the higher faculties which we have and bob proctor talks about that he talks about how we have been gifted with imagination. We've been gifted with the power of the will. We've been gifted with perception. So, and memory, there's all of these. So if we can find a way 
which I have <laughs> in what I do, <laughs> is that I remove the resistance really quickly and it's mm -hmm. called recoding. Mm -hmm. So you're in your current reality and your old identity and you're, you really want that desired reality and most people can't get there. And that's the frustrating part. And it doesn't matter how many times you read whatever book, right? Mm. Go to any retreat. I'm not saying not to be involved in any program or retreat. I'm not saying that. I'm saying all of those in the wrong structure is going to keep you stuck because mm. you're not looking for therapy. Done are the days of therapy. What we need to do is remove the resistance so you can move with ease and flow that as you're moving towards your path of least resistance, absolutely, there's going to be tornadoes that are going to come into your life. Absolutely. There's going to be people that, that are going to come in and say things and you're going to get triggered. Mm -hmm. And the triggered really is just the pain on the memory. If you took away, you know, all of your memory and all of your experiences in your life, you would have infinite possibilities and potential because you don't know anything different yeah and I, and I was saying to a friend yesterday and she said Jane you need to like write a book about this and I said well it's it's like a child how you know they put on a superman cape and they run around the house and then they start you know climbing up on the house and they want to jump because they believe they can fly you see because they don't have a memory they don't mm -hmm. have an experience that if they did you know, try and fly, they'll break their neck. That's right. You've got all these parents going, Johnny, get down from there. You'll break your leg. And, of course, yeah. the child just goes, ooh, inward. Zap goes the imagination. Mm -hmm. So it probably would be better to get Johnny off the roof and say, hey, Johnny, let's try from the first step of the veranda. Let's try that. Let's see if we can fly great, we did the first step, let's go on the second step, let's go on the third, and then maybe on the fourth, he might jump in a little bit, hurt himself, but Johnny has just learnt. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, is that, you know, if we take away by recoding, what I mean by that is that I want to remove the pain from the memory. So the memory stays there. We don't want to, to delete any memory, but we don't want any pain in the, in the memory. We want to have more satisfaction in life to be able to move forward and turn the pain into wisdom. And the quicker we can do that, the better it's going to be. So there's no reason to go back and see what happened when you were four at two o'clock in the afternoon on the 10th of November in 19, whenever. It's irrelevant. So the one thing that I do teach people is, okay, what do you want to create? Where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? And how can we actually do that? How can we apply all of the laws of the universal consciousness? How can we bring in the all of knowledge, which sometimes I call it super conscious? How can I bring in all of this knowledge? So we're really merely witnessing everything. And so then the universal consciousness can actually just sweep away. It's like the resistance is like a great big boulder in the middle of a creek and it's stopping the water to you know, coming through. And that's what happens. Like, but the water will always flow the path of least resistance. Oh, a boulder. Don't worry about that. We'll just, we'll just go over it. And that's how we want to live our lives. That yes, you know, we have this tornado coming in and we just think, okay, that's interesting. And we process the information. We might have to run under the, you know, go in the back room if there's a huge tornado or whatever it might be but you're doing it with ease and flow because you're in control of your inner world and all of your emotions. 
Mm -hmm. And if we can just learn to control our emotions, then that's really going to be beneficial when you're working towards the, the path of least resistance. So if anything, if, if you're triggered, it's not that person. It's the trigger of a memory, a pain on this memory. And so children yeah. don't have any of that, you know. And mm -hmm. so, so that's basically how I got into all of this, which is, is my own transformation and what happens, I believe, in your own life, it really is really the next stepping stone and makes you more humble. It makes you more compassionate towards other people. And there's a lot of things that accomplishes, like accompanies all of that, you know, mm -hmm. along mm -hmm. the way. Mm -hmm. So that's really a little bit of a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And I can, you know, I can totally see you know, the universe always leaves clues, doesn't it, in terms of your purpose and how you can, you know, can leapfrog into the next evolution of you. So, and, you know, this focus too on just melting the resistance and shifting away from there's something wrong with me, there's something wrong with me, which I think is so valid. But let's talk a little bit about resistance, you know, like maybe from your perspective, from what you've seen with clients, what do you think people need to know about resistance and what do you suggest in regards to helping people to start navigating through it? Well, everything is resistance. Procrastination is resistance. Everything has got to do with resistance. And if you move that away, then you can actually then take your next aligned action. And you see what I get people to do is write down exactly what they're planning to do in say 12 months, 90 days, 30 days, a week, and every single day. And if you're not getting through your, uh, this is just an example, if you're not getting through your action steps, your aligned action, well, then you have resistance. So resistance will always come from a, a limiting belief that you have. So the core ones, the biggest one is I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. And you see, once you actually have a look at the resistance and once you start unpacking, because let's say we have just a scenario, you have something that you want in your desired reality and you've got your current reality. So there's two different set points here. So if you close your eyes and you go into your desired reality of let's say making, I don't know, $50,000. All of a sudden you see $50,000 that's come in from a deal or whatever it is, whatever you're doing. Just pretend you're a real estate agent. I don't know. <laughs> they make that amount of money in a day, right? So maybe <laughs> at the moment, the property houses are really good, but just say, right? And so that's their, that's their dream thing. So you're a real estate agent and you want to make 50 grand and that's your desired reality from selling two homes. That's that you don't have it yet in your current reality, but you're moving towards that. Then you're in your current reality, you don't have it. So you're going to have two different types of feelings in there. And this is really the best way to explain resistance. And so you have your desired reality of where you want to go and the feeling to it. So you've got the image of selling the two properties and you've also got the feeling of it, how, how great you're going to feel, how successful you're going to feel, how how confident maybe you have a smile on your face. Maybe there's people in the room. You, you want to really create that really strong image of you having that in your hot little hands. There's nothing you need to be or do at that particular point. You're feeling into that feeling. Then you have your current reality where you haven't got that. And maybe in your current reality, you're feeling a little bit frustrated. You've been in the game for a couple of months now. You haven't made a sale you are not quite it and you're feeling a bit down. 
So it's not really working out. You've got things you've got to pay. You're really hoping, you're living in hope and faith that it's all going to work out, but you have two set points of your feelings, pretty charged. So in that, then what happens is you're going to feel a resistance because you don't quite have that desired reality. You're not there yet and you're back over here. So you have 10 out of 10 resistance. So then what I say is I would say to this particular person, okay, what would someone have to believe to be able to have sold those two properties? Or they have to believe about themselves. So we unpack it. And then what will happen is the resistance will be, well, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. Maybe I'm not capable of selling the two properties. Maybe I don't have the capacity to sell the two properties. Maybe I don't feel like I belong in the real estate world. Maybe it's not for me. Maybe I'm not significant enough. Maybe, you know, I'm a little bit older than most of the real estate agents out there and maybe I'm not significant enough. Maybe I'm not on social media enough. So what happens is that's the strength of the resistance. So what would someone have to believe to have already got that? And you, so when you actually unpack that, but what we're doing really with that resistance is we're not changing the beliefs right there. We're not going to go in and say, okay, well, on your vision board, I want you to write, I am worthy, I'm good enough, I'm capable, I belong, I'm significant. We don't want that. You know why? Because you're totally out of alignment with that feeling. Because guess what? You're in the current reality with the old, the old emotions there in your, your old identity. You haven't quite reached that new identity of person who has already got that. So that's the, the whole resistance. So resistance is really everything. If you're feeling resistant about going for a walk, that's going to be a problem. That's resistance. So then you would recode that. You would basically hop into your, your desired reality of you going for a walk or doing exercise or whatever it is. And then you would get into your current reality of procrastination. I don't think I can do it. Oh, I've got the washing to do. We are constantly negotiating in our minds all the time. Stop negotiating. <laughs> yeah. But you see, negotiation and procrastination and all of those, all of those beliefs all together in one great big basket, basket is going to be all resistance. That's your resistance. So then what I do in the recoding is I basically go, okay, I tap into the universal consciousness. I let them have a look. We're just merely witnessing it. And then we're going to remove it. So the resistance are things like in America, they have these gophers. We don't have them here. We have termites, but I don't want to talk about termites because I don't want to attract termites. <laughs> and my house is wood. So the thing is, right, is that the gophers over in America, what they do on fields, I don't know whether you watch Groundhog Day, but the gophers, they dig holes and they leave piles of dirt. They pop their head up and then they go back down and they, they're diggers. They live underneath the ground. So it's like you and I, Rebecca, we're right at the beginning of the field and we want to go to our desired reality where's the goalpost. But on the way, we have all these, these gopher holes of all the resistance and the piles of dirt and then we fall in it and then we can't get out for a while and because of the resistance we take ourselves out of the game and I say don't take don't take yourself out of the game just remove the resistance just do that but you can try and do the vision board and the affirmations and the mantras and the meditation 
But again, if you're in the wrong structure of being, you're going to be there forever and a day. And so mm -hmm. it's always going to be therapy. And, and we're sort of addicted to therapy because we all think that we need fixing and, and mm -hmm. there's something wrong with us and then we're broken and this is a big minefield. And so what we want to do is, is tap into the superconscious to actually remove and fill in all of those holes so that we can actually move to that end result with ease and flow. Absolutely, there could be another gopher along the way and whatever, but, but as we move there, we're going to know, we're going to go, okay, yep, yeah, that's resistance. I know that. So let's just remove the resistance and then keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what I would say, but everything is resistance. Everything is resistance. Everything that we do is resistance. And that's why we don't go to the gym. That's why, you know, New Year's Eve resolutions, we have, I don't know how many people say we're going to go to the gym and then it's really busy until March. And then, and that's why, you know, gyms, they allow to take like 10,000 people in January because they know mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe 10% of people are only ever going to turn up. Mm -hmm. And we're really, really good at that. We're really good at taking ourselves out of the game. And we do it on a daily basis without even knowing because it becomes such a habit. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, is that it's not really a problem, but it's more, and, and this is where the higher consciousness comes in. And I think higher consciousness is really to do with awareness. And you can be in that resistance mode, but you don't know you're there. You, mm -hmm. you don't know why you can't get out and do a walk. You, you don't know why it's, it's things or certain things are stopping you from doing it. So what do we do? We go, oh, there must be a block. Oh, there must be a therapist out there can remove my block. But all, again, it's just to do with, with all of the resistance. And, and of course, we keep removing the resistance and we also have to understand too, is that habits take a little while to form in our brain and our neurons. So, you know, if, if you're going to be deciding, like Rebecca, you, you say to me, okay, I'm going to go for a walk, Jane, I'm starting to go for a walk. And I go, great, Rebecca, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> so then you start doing your walk, but every day you're consciously aware of, oh, I don't know whether I really want to do that. So you'll start negotiating and thinking, oh, but anyway, but you've committed, you, you, I'm keeping you accountable because you know I'm going to call you and say, hey, Rebecca, did you go for your walk? And you're going to go, yeah, I went. But you see, then you were negotiating for at least 20 minutes and halfway through the walk. And then eventually you got back and didn't feel that good. But what happens is every single day when you do it, after about seven days, the neurons in your brain, if you take a little snapshot of what it looks like, the actual neuron looks like a little bit of a bump. After about seven days of you going out doing your walk every every day and so what will happen is during those days your negotiation is going to be less and less and less and less and then after the the next up to 14 days the neurons actually look like a little bit of a, a lollipop on the, in the neurons there's less resistance and you're not really thinking about it now you just you're just getting up and you're just putting your runners on your sneakers whatever you want to call shoes. And then you're going for your walk because you, what happened is it's embedding in the neurons, your little, your little behavior, like your, yeah, all your new behaviors. And then after about 21 days, this neuron, when you're looking at a photo, it actually looks like a, a huge, great big mushroom. You have created a memory and you're now from the memory, you're now behaving in a different way and there's no resistance and, and you're doing it and you've created it.
Now, the thing is that that's 21 days. You're going to have these from a bump to a, you know, lollipop to a, I'm just calling it that because I got that from Dr. Caroline Leaf, who's into neuroscience. And so then Dr. Caroline Leaf said, okay, well, it takes three cycles of 21 days to do that. Three cycles. So you're looking at 90 days. So that's why I have my program for, for 12 weeks, because I know that you can't do, you can't learn a new structure, recoding and learn it in a week. Mm -hmm. Because what you're doing is you're forming, forming behaviors as you're, as you're moving through each thing. But if you recode, what happens is it moves it very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I would get you to get into that desired reality of say in 90 days or six months that you have got to the ideal body weight. You're feeling amazing. Now you're walking, you know, six Ks every day. You're having an amazing time. You're maybe in a walking group and you're feeling amazing. Your blood pressure's decreased. You're feeling a lot healthier. You now have changed your diet. Now you're drinking more water and, and everything flows from there. So, you know, it's resistance will hold you back every single time. So the, the quicker that you can get rid of the resistance, the better it's going to be. But there are certain steps that you can take which are going to be quicker or you are either, you want to get past the resistance purely by pain or pleasure. You will move mountains for pain <laughs> or pleasure. Mm -hmm. You can. So, yeah, let, let's talk about what that looks like perhaps in relationship to abundance, the pain or pleasure thing. What do you think? I mean, because I know obviously one of the things we do share often on the podcast is people love a good manifestation story because that's so motivating and they love, they feel inspired and they're like, well, if that's possible for somebody else, then that's possible for me. But of course, everybody's unique and their own individuality in regards to their filters, etc. But yeah, tell us a little bit more about that in regards to the pain and pleasure. Yeah, well, you see, abundance is, is different to everybody abundance and everyone they're all wanting different things and the abundance is interesting because I did I spoke to about when I started to do the coaching many years ago I spoke to about 20 people and I asked them what their abundance what they wanted out of their life and this is interesting because it's, it's good to hear from other people because I wanted to know the coaching style that I was heading into and number one is most people thought abundance was having a lot of money. So that was really the number one. Having lots of money would probably solve the problem. I can counteract that argument, but I'll leave it for now. <laughs> so the second thing was happiness. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why I called actually my website Ignite Your Happiness because I said, what do you think I do? Like, what do I do? You know how people say, well, what sort of coach are you? What do you do? And so I came, that's why I started that. And so abundance is very, very different to many people. And yes, you can talk about pain. That might not be abundance, but it could be if they have pain as a reward. Because a lot of people may be holding on to pain as a payoff. And that's also another discussion. Yeah. <laughs> but I talk about pleasure right? Because yes. we all have payoffs of everything that we do. There's a payoff mm -hmm. for everything. Mm -hmm. And we know that. But in regards to abundance, to create that, first of all, you've got to work out, well, what is abundance to you? 
What are you, what are you actually wanting in your life? What are you wanting? What do you want? And that's probably the hardest question for most people. If I went to the supermarket or a hall or something and I asked a hundred people, what, what do you want? Where do you want to be in 90 days? Where do you want to be in 12 months? And I can tell you majority would have absolutely no idea. Mm. Absolutely no idea. Agreed. And yeah. so w- without knowing your direction, without knowing where you're heading with clarity and actually physically writing it down, because when you write it down, the brain thinks, oh, this is very important. Mm-hmm. Research mm-hmm. around that. So it is a really good idea to write things down. But if you don't have clarity of exactly, so I say, okay, well, with abundance, what is that going to look like for you? Like in 12 months, if you could just wake up in 12 months, what have you got? What have you created? And so what I'm looking for is an image and a feeling of that. What is that day going to look like for you? How much money is flowing in your bank account? Where are you living? Have you upgraded your car? Have you sold your car? Are you living near the beach now? Are you living in the forest? Where are you? And so having that as clarity is very, very important because most people really don't know what they are really wanting. And that could actually take people at least a week to work out where they're wanting to go. Because we know with tapping into the universe, it doesn't differentiate between what you're wanting and what you don't want. So it's going to give you both. And what happens is when we're 90% in the desired reality, we're about 10% in the current reality. Now, in the current reality, 90% of that 10% is in the past reality. And we know that by Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's, he's got research on that. But every time when you wake up in the morning, 90% are, are all past. How on earth can you change working on, and there's another thing, working on 10%, right, 10% of the new thoughts. Then after that, right, we're only using 10% of our brain capacity. We're in big trouble if we don't actually work out how to create abundance and be in that desired reality 90% of the time. And I'm not saying coming fully out of your current reality, but I'm saying that in your current reality, please don't go back to the past and all the old memories, mm-hmm. more like where, where are you actually wanting to go? And once you get that clarity and you can do it on 90 days, you can do it on 30 days that, okay, where exactly do you want to be in 30 days? Where, if, if you can't think about 12 months, okay, where do you want to be in a week? In a week, what have you wanted to to have in your life? What do you want to do? Now, people will write that down and that's great. And what will happen is they'll go to their their first list and and they won't do it. So they'll have procrastinate. And you see, that's your resistance. So you've got something in the way. So when you actually unpack, unpack that, it'll probably come back to the core issues of not enough, can't do it. Oh, it's just too difficult. I don't think I can do it. They're working on old memories and painful memories maybe and their own experience of not being able to get into that abundant life so Mm -hmm. as I said at the beginning you know like abundance is is really really different and it can occur in in small ways and big ways and and I know within my life I have been able to attract a lot just and it's happening more and more and more once I now I'm tapping into the higher consciousness. And you can call the higher consciousness anything 
you like. It can be light, it can be God, it can be another entity from another realm of consciousness, whatever it might be. It's whatever your meaning of it is. But I tap into all source and then I hear it. And so the abundance is very much individual, although there is a system that we need to really work by if that's created. And the thing is, right, is that with abundance, you don't even have to believe in yourself. You don't even have to have high self-esteem or high self-image. That came out in the 1960s. You have to have a good self-image to be able to create and have abundance. That's absolute rubbish. And the reason why I say that is you have a look at so many uh, successful people. You have a look at the creators like Michael Jackson, Lady Gaga. Michael Jackson was extremely dysfunctional, very dysfunctional, but very successful. And then you have Lady Gaga, very successful, but she cries before she gets on the stage. So, you know, not feeling good enough, not worthy. How, how on earth have I attracted all of this? So the thing is, is that most successful people are not chasing around for the next personal development program. They're not. They are focused in, in exactly where they're wanting to go. It's the focus. And when you're focused and you are certain and you're removing the resistance, it is inevitable that you're going to actually get there. Inevitable that you're going to get there. But there are steps that you need to follow. Abundance is just not going to happen. And I'm talking abundance in health. I'm talking about wealth. I'm talking about happiness. You know, there's, it's really, really different. I work with people that are multimillionaires, that have had great relationships, but their health is not good. Mm-hmm. I have people that not that well off that want to create abundance and their relationships are great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, that, and their health is good. So, you know, everyone has their own, you know, none of us are really perfect and we never take anything personal. And abundance is really just such an individual thing because abundance to me in my life is happiness Mm-hmm. Because if I'm not happy, then what is life all about? If I had like $50 million in the bank account and I'm not happy mm-hmm. and I'm not, I'm not living in my aligned self, my true authentic self, then what is life all about? Mm-hmm. And a lot of my choices that I get people to learn is, you know, I choose to live a life I love. I choose to live in health and vitality. I choose to live in my true nature and purpose. And I choose to be a predominant creative force in my life. Mm-hmm. And if you write those down and you're saying that to yourself every day and understanding the resistance and you're totally focused on where you want to go and you're working towards that. And yes, you'll have things coming in from other people's reality absolutely the world is very noisy right now but Mm. you still have the choice Mm. of your inner peace and whether you want to be happy or not there are so many things to be happy and I get people that say oh Jane you don't you don't have my life I've got this and I've got that and whatever (laughs) and I do get that and I go okay because I know where they're at I know where their level of consciousness is but my role is say, hey, you know what? Choose to have a really good day today. Walk out and be thankful and grateful and appreciative that you can actually breathe mm-hmm. because the sun is shining. 
And it doesn't matter where you are, you can get even glimpses of happiness. And I say at the beginning, yes, you're going to have glimpses of happiness and it will grow and it will grow and it will grow. Why? Because you're totally focused on, on your desired reality. And there is no space in your life to be in that current or that past reality. It's already gone. Mm-hmm. And you're really just living out those, those memories and the experiences. And that's where people are really stuck. And it's so painful mm-hmm. to, be, to be there. It's so painful and frustrating. And it's that living in that, that heavy, dense human emotions. And unfortunately, the human life is, is the hardest one to live. And we should probably be given awards for living it. (laughs) (laughs) We can organize that. To navigate, to navigate through all of this heavy denseness of all the the emotions. But I can I can just assure you that once you're in that desired reality, you remove the resistance. It's Mm -hmm. inevitable. And it and it happens, it can happen really quick for people, this abundance, and it can happen slow for people. It just depends on where people are at how focused they are with that clarity of, of where they want to be in that desired reality. Absolutely. Love that, Jane. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been so much fun chatting to you. Tell me, where can people get hold of you? I know your website is www.igniteyourhappiness.com, but you're also pretty active on Instagram. And your handle there is Jane Bryson. So it's Jane, J-A-J-A-Y-N-E. That's it. Yeah, and Bryson, yeah. So are those the two main places for people to reach yeah, you? I've got, a, I've got a Facebook community page where I put information in to explain mm-hmm. what I a little bit more of what I do, and that's called Abundant Mind Community. So you mm-hmm. can go in there. Mm-hmm. And it's for ambitious women and awakened men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. awesome. A little bit of an awakened person, I guess, to, to be part yeah. of this. That, um, that it's... Yeah. to be choosing that for yourself so any last words of wisdom before we wrap up for today anything else that you would like to share with people to inspire them with in regards to their own abundance yeah I I would say just go for it It really you know work out what what you're wanting in your life remove the resistance and don't look back and just keep moving forward and look at the the beautiful things on planet earth that we actually have and yeah, but I just also want to say thank you. Oh, <laughs> you. you're so welcome. Yeah, for listening and for yeah. being part of the podcast. So, oh, yeah. thank you for being here. I, I really appreciate it. I love I love talking to people about their experiences and you know how they've created abundance in their own life and world, and especially people who are helping others to do that as well. Because for me, if I, you boil it down, it's just love over fear. <laughs> yeah, we're born with we're born with that right that's right so reclaiming what we came with yeah for sure thank you so much jane what a pleasure okay Okay. all right everybody we'll look forward to talking to you again next time bye for now bye thank you for joining the intuitive abundance podcast today if you've enjoyed the show please be sure to subscribe and write us a review so we can help other people positively impact their lives i would really love that If you're ready to activate the energy of abundance within you, then be sure to go to www.intuitivelifeacademy.com to sign up for our abundance activation process. 
Until next time, here's to your ever-increasing freedom. All my love. Bye for now.